Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, I love some Shakira. Yeah. I saw her in concert once. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine got tickets. Jeff Nathanson. Remember Jeff Nathanson? Didn't You've seen him in like commercials that you didn't know it was him. Remember the one where like LeBron throws the ball and he makes the basket over his okay. head? He's the reporter. A friend of mine actually years ago, <laughs> do you remember there's that commercial where LeBron is playing like a trial lawyer and there's a guy in a neck brace that he's accusing of mm. faking the injury uh-huh. and he tosses the ball and the guy stands up to catch it and that's how he proved the guy was faking the injury? Yeah. My friend was the guy in the neck brace. Yeah. And he said actually the first time... LeBron did that. He threw the ball, and my friend, like, it came so much quicker than wow. expected. My friend just ducked. Yeah. Like, it scared the crap out of me. I had to, like, tell him, like, hey, do you mind <laughs> doing this like you yeah. would for, I don't know, like a 12 year old or something? Yikes. Like, it, it scared the crap out of him. Because, you know, for LeBron, yeah. a casual toss is for anybody yeah. else, like, the ball whipping at him. Yeah. Uh, he also, he's not a sports fan. So this guy was, like, asking me, he's like, so LeBron. He's pretty good, right? Oh, that's awkward, yeah. Like he's, he's like he's a good player. Ugh. I remember a different friend of mine, he's a commercial actor, years ago did a commercial with Terrell Davis. He had one of those- No idea who that is. Not a clue See, I feel like there's was. certain levels of like, I, I sometimes I like it when people I'm friends with are not sports fans, because then I don't have to answer questions about, what are the Lakers doing? I know. You know. Okay. But on another level, you need to know who LeBron James is, even if you're not a sports fan. You just do. You know what, though? We lose sight because of the bubble that we live in and, like, in a city that's a really big sports town. Yeah. You lose sight of, like, how many people don't keep up with this stuff. At all. At all. Right. Like, like LeBron is, I think, the most powerful athlete in North American yeah. sports. I think he's still the biggest star among American athletes. There's a lot of places that he could go across in this country where people wouldn't know who he was. Like, they might assume he's yeah. an athlete because he's a big, athletic-looking dude, yeah. but they wouldn't know exactly who he is. It's yeah. kind of crazy, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's certain levels of superstardom that, like, come on, man. But I guess I'm guilty of that probably, like, in music or something. You know? There's, like, celebrities at the games, and I'm like, who's... Th- oh, that guy has, like, 17 million followers? Oh. Oh, God. I remember one of the uh, celebrity, remember the all-star celebrity games that we used to do yeah. um, for the station? There was like a TikTok star or like a, Vi- he was a Vine star. He was a guy that was like known for his Vines. This guy, remember Vines? Remember yeah. when that was a thing? This guy was massive. I had no. Yeah, no clue. Not a clue who he was. Yeah, I was like, it was like that, who's Logan Paul or the, yeah. the boxer guy? I was like, who's that? Well, I don't know if you. <laughs> now I know he is, but. I don't know if you saw, but. uh Bomani Jones had him on his show, oh, you know, yeah. the, the HBO show that Bomani does, mm-hmm. and it got a bit confrontational oh. between them because, really? Bom- yeah, well, Bomani both like that though. He gets yeah. into it with people. Oh yeah, and, and look, the qu- I've only seen clips trying to make of good this. TV. Yeah, it's it is how you make good TV, and and Bomani's really smart, and he's somebody that is going to be well prepared if you try to come back at him. But Bomani asked him some type of question about how he goes about looking to get 
his matches because I think the big thing about Logan Paul is that he's still undefeated. And he basically asked him- like, He's actually not a bad boxer. Okay, well, he basically asked Logan Paul something along the lines of, what happens if you lose? Like, you yeah. know, will the interest level, do you think, still be there? Because part of the interest yeah. is you're this guy from outside the sport who's been undefeated. Uh-huh. And Logan Paul was pretty condescending about his response. Oh, you yeah. got it? Okay, play it. Fury, where do you go from there? Like, what happens if you lose one of these fights? Um, I, I don't plan on losing, you know. I, I don't train to lose. <laughs> um, maybe that – I feel like that's probably, like, your mindset. You know, a Ooh. lot of people try to project – their mindsets no, on not, me. I, no, I ain't no projected of a mindset. My question is, this is work because we're all surprised that you keep winning these fights, right? But if somebody does beat you, how much interest stays in this when it stops being surprised? They won't. They won't. And and I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't know. How to cut it? Because uh, okay. I don't know who the well, f you are. Right. He basically uh, says to Bomani, "I don't know who the." I'm just f- on the show because someone told me to. Right. right? And like, Bomani responded with, "Well, I don't know anything about you other than nobody likes you." Ooh. Like, okay. Again, don't, and so things escalated from there. Yeah, Bomani is not the guy to no. come at like that. It's like a couple years ago with uh, Russell Westbrook and Brad Turner from oh, the yeah. LA Times. Yeah. When Russ was clearly trying to intimidate BT, BT's not the guy to do that. No. With. You're BT not, kept his cool too. He did, but you're not going to intimidate BT. You know what? Can we can we pause for a moment? Please. Russell Westbrook has been the subject of conversation here in Los Angeles for like two years to the point where like I don't even have to have a topic. I could just be like, Westbrook, go. Mm-hmm. And we could do like three segments on that. And now he's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, have we processed that fully that he's really that he's not on the team anymore? No, I think we haven't. And the reason is because the effect is still there. Like the Lakers have oh. not gotten themselves out of the problems that came from that disaster. I think they have, trip. though. Not entirely, though. Not entirely, but like, I mean, I'm not in the locker room with the players, right? Like, I mean, I you know, as the media, we get let in there and right. we, we are around. I'm not around there as much as like Dave or or some of the beat writers or something. Um, I, I would be curious how they feel, how different the the atmosphere is right but they removed a vampire (laughs) that was a quote (laughs) Dave was just repeating what a source said this was not Dave's words was it necessary to say that though I mean no it was not necessary however okay that's a really good question it's a good journalistic question Greg thank you Um, because I wouldn't have said it okay? okay but I don't disagree with Dave saying it because I hear a lot of similar type things and people deserve to know. Like, it's our job to report on the team and how people really feel. And so even though, like, I don't like to give anonymous sources um, the entire stage to tee off on somebody. Like, I don't think that's fair. If you're if you're going to say something really nasty like that, I don't want to necessarily use an anonymous... Put your name on it, right? Um, and so... When I have said things about what people say about Westbrook to me in the past, like I will only use um, a certain level of rancor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will only like because I just think it's not fair. I don't think it's right. fair to Russ, but I don't disagree with Dave using it because it is actually what people were saying. Well, the other thing does that make sense? Like, yeah, and it it's does. not like one person. There's a lot of people who would say something like well, that around. Here, like, it's not like he has just like one bitter source. Here's the here's the thing though. 
And like, you know, Dave is responsible with and this stuff. And he's there every day. He's there every day. He's responsible. He's yes. not somebody that looks to just go out no. bearing other athletes. I mean, we both know Dave really well. Yeah. That's not what he does. He's not trying to stir the pot. But like, the, he was just reporting on the team. I'm not blaming Dave for it. I'm just saying, like, But here's know. the here's he's the thing. Gone. The guy's gone. Here's the thing, though, with, with but right, but Dave is asked about the effect yeah. of him being gone, which is a real story. It is a real story. I don't need, I don't actually need sources to know that. Westbrook, whether he's trying to or not, there is a certain energy suck that comes from his presence because nothing Russ does isn't a story. On the court, he is often very moody and adversarial with media, which is fine. He he doesn't have to be cool with this. I don't don't care. It doesn't make my job any easier or... No, it does. It it makes our job easier if people are nicer to us or if they're more entertaining of our questions. Let me rephrase. It doesn't, to me at least, ultimately, it doesn't make my job any harder because somebody being brusque with me, you can still get a story out of it. And ultimately, I don't care. I actually genuinely wanted more from what him... Like, if I would ask a question, I actually want to hear what he has to say. Like, I'm one of those people who... I was frustrated by it because I actually do care about your thoughts. And I would rather you speak for yourself rather than sure. talk to other people about you. Right. But at the same time, it's But he very, wasn't interested in that. Right, like, I, that's the thing. He was never interested in explaining himself. Like, right. he was always trying to shut down questions and shut down lines of questionings and I think narratives. In, I think from Russ's perspective, yeah. a lot of this stuff is just stupid. It's just yeah. canned answers to yeah. canned questions. And and again, fine. What I, I honestly don't care about any of that stuff. But there is an energy suck that comes from that too. Like there's a there's an element of eggshell walking yeah, that went right. a, that went with Russ during his time with the Lakers. And that stuff can come out in really different ways. Like yeah. when Kobe was a Laker, there was some eggshell walking that went around yeah. with him. But with Kobe, the positives far outweighed the negatives. And Kobe made that eggshell walking worth it. Many, many times over. I th- yeah, I think it was better this year with Russ than it was last. It was last year was year. rough. Yeah, I mean it was rough. Like, like you. Would, I mean, it didn't take a lot to get anybody to give you a quote like like that, the vampire quote. Like you, you just you know, <laughs> just say the name right. and you would get stuff like that all the time. And so we would all write to it. But I, I mean, there's a level of like, how much are you going to let someone tee off anonymously? Okay, and um, you know. I, but the, versus the public's and fans' right to know how bad it really was, like or how uncomfortable it really was. I think um, I saw things with Westbrook, and I saw certain teammates who were very protective of him. Like Juan Toscano, who is also no longer a Laker, um, would come over during a particularly bad Westbrook performance where he was going to fit, like if he blew a game at the end, he had a turnover, this or that. I remember a couple times like Juan Toscano, whose locker was kind of near Westbrook's in the locker room, would like come over and protect him, like put his arm around him or like try to step in and cut off some of the questions. And I was like, you're a good teammate, man. Like that's a that was a nice guy. His teammates were protective of him, some of them. But um, but then I you know, if you talk to teammates of his from previous stops, Oklahoma City, Washington, like as John Ireland says from Scotty Brooks, like. There are other people who are fiercely defensive of him and fiercely protective of him that like know an entirely new guy. Even people in L.A. who like know him personally, they all say stuff like, I really like Russ. He's a really good guy. And I'm like, okay, well, we in the media have not seen that. But I trust because a lot of people very widely and broadly would say that to me. Look, there are plenty of people that I like personally. Yeah. 
that I don't like working with. Yeah. I've, I've worked with people in the past that on a personal yeah. level, great person, I do not like being in a professional relationship with that person. And I think teammates like Russ. Yeah. He can be difficult to work with. Both of those things can be true at the same time. And then when you combine the fact that LeBron very clearly wanted him moved for a different fit, like he's, he's not being yeah. subtle about Well, I this. think what's, I mean, to me, the, um, okay. the issue. Oh, Hold okay. That. okay. Hold that. Okay. Because I'm now mindful of the clock. Cause I'm actually shutting it. up. I uh-huh. actually blew it. That's a good job. We will. We will talk about that with LeBron and Russ and yeah. the obviousness that LeBron wanted Russ moved. Talk about that coming up next. Also, a reminder, it's a Bud Light Friday on 710 ESPN. Getting you pumped for what's on tap. Super Bowl Sunday presented by Bud Light. Make Bud Light your game day beer. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Must be 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. Andy Kamenetsky, Ramona Shelburne in for the guys. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Black Eyed Peas? Absolutely. Super Bowl 45. There may not be a group whose sound changed more pre-famous and post-famous than the Black Eyed Peas. Because if you hear like their first couple albums, like basically the addition of Fergie. Like, basically, pre-Fergie, post-Fergie, they are a different group. Oh, completely different. Do you think it was better pre or post? Definitely better pre. Pre? Pre. Remember her They got way more hits post. I don't have an opinion on this. (laughs) No? (laughs) I don't follow it close enough. I just just remember when she did the weird anthem. Yeah, I was there. (laughs) I was in the building for that. Oh, that was so... I was there too. The all-star game, right? Yep. We're like, what is happening here? Uh, Momo, she don't have time for this. She's still... She may not. We don't know. Has she devised a lie yet? Has she not devised a lie? I told a lot of weird stories today. But some of them may be weird truths. You never know. Could be a weird lie, and there could be coming. Either way, be listening for it. Again, 15 minutes, lie mm-hmm. of the day. You can win the Inside the Ropes passes to the Riviera Country Club, the Genesis Wait, wait, here, can I read, can let, let them read the, do the read first. Hold oh, on. Yeah. Let's hold on. <laughs> Remember, 877-710-ESPN, first person identifying the lie of the day. You win two passes to walk inside the ropes at the iconic Riviera Country Club. Dude, that place is awesome. It is Saturday. It's great. February 17th, Roars, the Riviera, 
be there as the PGA Wait, is that, Golf is that, Tour. Is, does the copy just say roars? It says roars. It's supposed to be the sound I don't think you're supposed effect. to say roars. I think you're just supposed to actually do it. There's a thing... There's a thing between me and Jorge. I think you're just supposed to be like, <laughs> like we do at the top of the show. <laughs> no, that wouldn't make no? any sense. That would make no sense. It's supposed to be the roar of the crowd. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. now I get it. You don't set a sound effect with the right. copy. Well, you weren't giving me anything. I felt like anything. you were having a Ron Burgundy moment. Give- like, I was just like, what? Well, it was half Burgundy. Talent roars. It honestly, well, now it's a joke. In the beginning, it was half Burgundy, half I was waiting for Jorge to play some roar. Either way, don't throw me under the bus, homie. The event is the 16th through the 19th of February. <laughs> GenesisInvitational.com. Roars. I think it's like the roars of the crowd. I know it is, yeah. but I wasn't getting anything. So then maybe I thought I was supposed to be doing it, and then it's like the it's, roars, the riv, be there. I know, but PJ it's on tour. the sheet. I'm looking at the sheet. It's on the sheet. <laughs> Let me see the sheet. All right, you try it, Momo. Okay. And now, it's a thing between me and Jorge. Let's see. <laughs> Walk inside the ropes at the iconic Riviera Country Club on Friday, February 17th. Roars! <laughs> the Riv! Be there as PGA Tour Golf returns to LA February 16th through the 19th. Was that good? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. No, no, let's try it the other way. Let's try it. Walk inside the ropes at the iconic Riviera Country Club on Friday, February 17th. Roar! The Riv! See, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, no. it's not the roars of no, the, at the beginning of the Mason just Island funny show. Copy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like the roars, like, you know, the roars of the crowd at the Riv. Well, that's what the it riv. should say. Yes. Be the, mo- the biggest thing, though, is that roars Tiger Woods. Roars at the Riv as the crowd goes wild. <laughs> roars for Tiger Woods. Right. Tiger's yeah. going to be there, which is a you know huge what this was? You know, it this probably one- wasn't in the lineup yet when we wrote this this was the multiple choice test not enough information (laughs) given (laughs) not enough copy in the read yeah your thoughts on lebron and russ momo (laughs) what (laughs) oh yeah here we go (laughs) go girl do your thing with it i feel like an american idol judge well you did your thing with it that was your own that was astonishing in person. Hold on, hold on. Banner! Yes. <laughs> like, how many syllables were there? What were people doing in the building when that was happening? So awkward. I was like, what's happening? Were you there too, Mama? Yeah, I was there. It was the All Star game here. Honestly, oh, yeah, yeah. nobody really knew how to react because it's like, is she doing a bit? Is she bombing? Like, is this artistic interpretation? It was artistic ish. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Like <laughs> I like the ish. I know. I mean, look, I'm all I for. I was there. I know. I'm all for a reinterpretation yeah. of the anthem. You know, Marvin Gaye at the All Star Game, Jimi Hendrix on the guitar, Jose yeah. Feliciano. Like, there's been some great ones. Yeah. That ain't among them. Yeah, but you know what? Great art sometimes has some belly flops. It does. Along the way. <laughs> well, you, art requires failure. Yeah, it does. All great artists have failed at some point. I remember what I was going to say about LeBron and Russ before. Do it. Hold on. Before you get to that, just some quick Dodgers breaking news. The Dodgers have signed veteran outfielder uh, David Peralta in agreement of one year, $6.5 million contract. Pending the physical, he's going to join uh, Trace Thompson, Chris Taylor, and others to get the left field at bats. Last year, David Peralta was with the Rays, but he spent most of his career with the Diamondbacks where he destroyed the Dodgers for whatever reason. Yeah, he was the dude. But he has he's a little bit older now, but he's going to buy for that outfield spot. 
I just like all of these signings. I just like everyone. Like, oh, J.D. Martinez. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Right? Like, they're just getting these guys on these one-year deals. You're like, that's perfect. Good one. Um, the problem with LeBron and Russ and all of the drama and all of the maybe it's me and the, you know, duh answers <laughs> and stuff like that is that we heard the same stuff last year. And when you have problems in a relationship and things are tense and yucky, it just gets old after a while. And and I was sitting there talking on set with Dave yesterday, and it was like, I actually really like the trades they did. I think they did a really good job. I think the job. Lakers did a fantastic job. Like, they job threaded this incredible needle. Like, Rob Palinka in the war room, like, I don't, you know, I don't know how long it, it took them to figure out how to hit all of those little objectives that they had, which was don't encumber yourself for the summer, don't give up both picks, get depth, get uh, more shooting, get another big man, move Thomas, poor Thomas Bryant, who played his heart out while AD was out, yeah. and like, you know, asked us, he was like, hey, you know, I'm a free agent and you guys can't really pay me, so can you send me someplace I can play? Like, that was a nice thing that they did for him. They didn't have to do that. No. Send him someplace he can play? That was good. He's a really good player. He could, they could have just said, sorry, kid, we need you. But they accommodated. That was like a lot of good things that they got done yesterday. And, and yet... And yet, I'm at the end of it all, and I was like, oh, that was a long two years. Like, it's not just that you got all of it done yesterday, and now the deck is clear, and you can this team can go in. It's just that it took so long to get here. It's like the opportunity cost of what, of all the year and a half of not doing all these good things, um, and the waiting for Godot quality of, like, waiting for, like, get it rust to be in the better role and the this and the that like all of that takes a toll well i mean this was among the many things that was risky about trading for russ was it was either going to yeah. really work somehow or really not work yeah there was not really an in-between there was no chance that there would ever be an in-between I mean, there, there was moments this year where like ireland and i we both because we watch it you know every game and i was like you know what he, he's pretty good in this six-man role. Like, good. How whoever got him to buy into this, whether it was just him, his dad, his brother, who he talks to a lot, his new agent, Jeff Schwartz, maybe it was all Darwin and him having a good relationship. I don't know. I think it was a combination of all of the above. But he bought into that role at moments where you're like, this could work. Sure. Good for him. He turned it around. He saved his career in the NBA. And then there were other moments that you were like, nope. Same thing. But, and and it just was too many, too long. It just went on, that movie went on too long. Part of the problem, though, with the, the setup in this was, it was, if it was going to work, and in, as far as how it was going yeah. this year, it was more working to potentially save Russ's career yeah, than it was right. working to save the Lakers. And, and I don't mean that like yeah. Russ was being selfish about it. I think Russ was being asked to do what he was supposed to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't think he liked the role, but I think he did it and went out there with, you know, until maybe the end without too much grudge or, you know, resentment about it, however you want to put it. But the problem is they gave up too much to make that happen. And they put themselves in a place where they couldn't build out an actual roster. Like one of the things that I really the best thing, actually, I think about what they did at the deadline the is they've put themselves in a place where they can actually yeah. build a team. Yeah. Like, moving forward. They, they had a much better trade deadline than they did in free agency. Oh. Right? Yeah. Like, it's like, and I think you have to give credit. It's, like it's like a pretty good halftime adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a coach who's like, oh, they're going to totally change things up in the third quarter. Yeah. They, they did really well, but the lead up to it was an incredible 
incredible cost. All right, coming up next, 877-710-ESPN. Be the first person to identify Momo's lie. Andy Kamenetsky, Ramona Shelburne, in for the guys, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Andy Kamenetsky, Ramona Shelburne in for the guys. 877-710-ESPN. Identify Momo's lie of the day. And if you're the first, you will win two passes to walk inside the ropes at the iconic Riviera Country Club on Friday, February 17th. Roars! The Riv. (laughs) Be there as the PGA Tour returns to L.A. February 16th through the 19th. Get your tickets at genesisinvitational.com. I love it. Do it again. Roars. <laughs> Everybody needs a drop. I'm I got gonna, mine. I'm going to set it up for my when you text me. Dog. Please do. Please do. I like it. Roars. All right. All right. Do you think you know Momo's lie, Andy? <sighs> do I think I know her? I think it's going to be a subtle one. She told a bunch of stories. I yeah. think you did a really good job on this yeah. one. I, I, like, I think I, like, I got it wrong. I like the lie of the day. Okay, I have an idea of what it is, but I don't obviously I don't want to say. You can text me. I just I okay. just texted you on the group text. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We okay. got callers. All right. All right. Uh, Steven in Pomona on seven ten ESPN Mason Island. What's up, Steven, You there? Yes. Hey, Steven. What What do you think the lie is? Hello. Oh. I- I think your lie is the JT story about him, him and um, Beyonce. Oh, with Malika? No, that was true. That was totally ah. true. I know that's a good, but that was like that was like a. She really had that moment. I she, I even have a photo of them together. Good for Malika. I know. And I was like that. The good guess though. Thanks, Steve. thank you. I mean, Malika is actually good at her job. She's so really good. At it. it was surprising. like being on the. It's like being on the field with Brady. She's like over there. Oh. No, no, Malika's very, very. Uh, talented Dave in Rancho Cucamonga. You think you know the lie? Yes. Hey, what's going on, Ramona? Hey. I think your lie is you, you were talking about uh, LeBron with his comments, and you said that you use curse words all the time off air. There's no way you are cursing off air. Oh, I wish that was true, Dave. I want to <laughs> say that, but I, I have, I have cut back on my cursing, but I do curse sometimes off the air. I do. And I used to be like way, way worse at it. And I have to catch myself because I, I have kids around now. But I do still drop my fair share of four-letter words. I am straight guess, up. guess, though. I'm straight up filthy and unfiltered. <laughs> Darren in Valencia. After this one, if no one gets it, I'll give you a little hint. Okay. Darren in Valencia. What's up, man? Hey, Andy, Ramona. Great show. Fill Thank in you. for the boys more often, please. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah. I'm going to take a big swing and think that the TV side of that wouldn't let you guys down and that whole thing about no breakfast and ordering lunch. No, and all that, that whole, I think that whole thing was true. Oh, wow. I'm like rooting right. for you guys. I want it to be true for you. Momo throwing the mouse under the bus with that story. <sighs> yeah, all right, no, that's that was, three wrong, that's three. so we need a hint. Okay. 
Um, one of the drops that I have today was about how I, you know, I finally shut up. So this, there's some kind of tie-in with um, that drop. Hmm. Some kind of thematic tie-in. Okay, I think I now know what it is. Okay. I think I know what it is. I, uh, yeah. Okay. James in Thousand Oaks. What's up, man? You think you know the lie? What's going on? Yeah, I think uh, that hint might have helped me out. Is yeah. it that you uh, never keep that uh, speech at the Best Podcast Award? It's related to that. Keep going. What part do you think was... <laughs> you never got played out, or uh, you never got played out. Or you didn't thank the person in the front row? You never got played Keep off. going. I didn't get played off. Yeah, that's true. That's the part that I was like totally lying about. There's, I, I didn't get up there and get like music off the stage and like showtime at the Apollo. I had my speech written. I said my speech and I was done. I wasn't like up there like, and you get it. Congratulations, James. This is an awesome Awesome prize, man. You get to go inside the ropes at the iconic Riviera Country Club on February 17th. You get to roar as PGA Golf returns. Tiger is going to be there, man. It's a great prize, man. Congrats. All right. He's going to stay on hold. Stay, stay on, on hold. hold. I'll get all your information right now. That was okay now. lie, right? It was a good lie. Good job, Momo. I, I, didn't, usually, I didn't even you, catch that one. Most of my lies are usually like a story that starts off true that I just completely changed at the end and make it weird. Here's the thing. This is why I, I was not guessing that. Yeah. It's totally believable that yeah. you kept going. <laughs> yeah, no, I got up there and I gave my 30 seconds speech like, and I, I was nervous and I got know, down I've off been, the stage. I've been with you at the roasts and stuff like that. Your thing, <laughs> your, your spiel goes on a while, Momo. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely adhered to the 30 second speech. And Good I, for you. You think they're going to like play the music and be like, get off the stage, lady? <laughs> well, I mean- when I know how long you can go, yes, I actually thought that could be possible. All right, Sunday, big game, Eagles, Chiefs, Mahomes playing Ooh. for his second Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts playing for a big contract because next year is the last year of his rookie deal. He is looking to get paid like a Patrick Mahomes. You've got the Eagles, which is, the most, I think, the more yeah. complete team, but the Chiefs have... Mahomes and a guy named Kelsey. How do you like this? I think it's Kels. Kels? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he pronounces it Kels, but nobody will. No, 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 no. It's Kelsey. Um, We've you know decided. What? It's, you know what's kind of fun is I actually really, like, is there something, Does any? am I missing something? Have I missed, is Patrick Mahomes, like, very, li he, he, I find him very likable. He is extremely likable. Does he have any scandals that I should know about? Is there something about him that, like, people find and they're like, oh, they, I mean, other than, like, his brother, right? Like, he's got a brother. Yeah, that's it. Does. It's his brother that's yeah. the problem and his but wife. But even that, or I, don't, sister. I can't hate him for his brother. He's an incredible football player. Seems but, like a good dude. Yeah, seems like a really nice guy. He's got that, you know, Kermit the Frog voice that is yeah. actually kind of endearing a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it is. I just, I just hate the Chiefs. I'm straight up filthy and unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know, and then like there's Jalen Hurts who lost his job in the ha at halftime of the national championship game to Tua. Got got uh, up after all that humiliation, transferred, had a great Second act at Oklahoma, gets the league like totally unheralded, makes himself into this great quarterback. Like these are two really likable stories. I mean, Jalen, two likable guys. It's easy to forget now. There were a lot of questions heading yeah. into a lot of doubting heading into this season. You know, there, I I remember hearing a lot of questions about will he regress? 
Because yeah. last year he had a really strong second half. Yeah. You know, it was like, was this really oh, is he who system he is? guy? Yeah. And, and look, there's always, too, the questions that end up following black quarterbacks. It's just the way things have been. Like, black quarterbacks have to work harder to end up getting that type of trust. Like, they will be doubted more. Like, I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. We can keep things fun. Mm-hmm. But that happens. So there's the extra layer there, too. And on top of it, Hertz is in this position where the Eagles have to figure out, is he actually our franchise guy or we have to figure out a pivot? I think there's also this quality with the Eagles where all year long we've been trying to figure out if they were for real. Like they they keep winning, but they're in the NFC East and nobody's really that great there. And, and nobody's sold on Hertz. Yeah, nobody's quite sold on. But like if you win at the level he does and you win a Super Bowl and you do like you got to respect that. This isn't like a Trent Dilfer effect out there. This isn't like a game manager. Like Jalen Hurts is the reason why they win a lot of times. No, I mean, this is not a Nick Foles story. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny too is, you know, I've heard people question whether, whether or not Andy Reid can get out coached in this type of game. Like, Mm -hmm. can you go up against Andy Reid? I'm old enough to remember when people didn't trust Andy Reid in the big game. Mm. Like, they didn't think that when the chips were really on the line and the adjustments mattered the most, that Andy Reid could actually be the one that comes through. Yeah. I mean, it's always weird in, in um, this this uh, landscape. I mean, we used to talk about confirmation bias, that once you have an idea about something or someone, that you'll just look for information that supports your original idea. And I think it's the same with people and their talent. Like, if somebody's seen as a superstar you will they'll kind of always have that name until they are like so it takes like longer to realize when somebody's not good right it takes longer to expose somebody and it's it's but it's the opposite when somebody is unheralded and turns out to be good like when somebody just flat out gets better yeah. <laughs> like he Jalen Hurts just flat out got better yeah and he, and I think it's such a you don't see that very often in the NFL like usually there's like Patrick Mahomes, who we didn't know the whole when he was drafted as much, he sat out the whole first year to like learn the game. But when he came in, he was amazing, and so he like just took the league by storm. Joe Burrow, number one Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick. Very rarely do you see a quarterback with Jalen Hurts who like got unseated by Tua has to transfer to even find a spot. Was seen as this sort of like you know oh a system guy at at, at Alabama, and and once they got a guy who was more of a pure passer. He was he was superseded. Very rarely do you see somebody with that background actually just get a lot better. Well, I mean, look, it happened. Josh Allen yeah. has gotten a lot better, but he over, came in as a top pick. But, but the, he, there was a top pick, but there were a lot of questions. Yeah, about he him. had the raw materials though. The, oh, what an arm! Oh, he can run. He's a mobile quarterback. Like, like he had that potential. People, like I, th- I think people thought Jalen Hurts' ceiling was fairly low compared to where he's actually gotten. Well, I mean, look, it's it's an awesome story for him. I mean, yeah. win or lose, I hope he plays well because I think he's earned the opportunity to be in a really good position with the Eagles moving forward. Who do you think is going to win? I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Eagles because I think they've just surprised everybody all year long, um, but it's I don't know what to do because there's no one I dislike. Yeah, like 
No one usually you at the Super Bowl, against. you like have one team that you're rooting for. I'm like, I like both these guys. I like both these teams. I'm like, give me a villain. Is there a villain on these teams? I'm rooting to be entertained, but ultimately I'm rooting for KC because my wife is a diehard Cowboys fan. Yeah. And the misery that I will be experiencing by osmosis with oh. her moods if the Eagles win, I don't need that in my life. Coming up next, game of games. Ooh. It's my game today. Oh, gosh. It's going to be something really weird, huh? No. It's actually, by my standards at least, a pretty straightforward game. So that's- Roars! I got a chance. Roars! That's coming up next. <laughs> All right. So this is actually a game. I know. I was about to say- Scott Kaplan joining us. Hi, Kathy, guys. How are you? Hey, how are we doing? Good, good. I'm straight up filthy and unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> do you hear do you hear the news, Cappy? Tell me. I'm straight up filthy and I'm unfiltered. straight up filthy and unfiltered. Yeah, but that's not news to me. Oh, there you go. See, you know. Yeah. Hi, Momo. Hey. All right, so this is actually a game. <laughs> I feel like I was like flirting with you, but I just I couldn't help it. I hey. really just, you know what it is? I've had like very little sleep this this week as the trade deadline and the LeBron thing. So I'm just on one today, huh? People are like, did Momo take some gummies before she did? No, we, no. We no. should do an all gummy show. Yeah. Like just have ever like a like the LeBron marathon that yeah. we just did. We should just do an all gummy show where like each show crosses over to the next one. I've everyone's seen Mace gummy in that state. I'm just saying it could be an know. interesting experiment. <laughs> anyway, since that one just got shot yeah. down, the game I would love to. I'll do it. Okay. The game that <laughs> I know you would. I'm introducing was actually supposed to be part of Brian and my two hours during the LeBronathon uh, commercial-free marathon. Okay. A salute to LeBron, but a lot of that. Day ended up getting overtaken by the trade. Yeah. So ended up not using it. So this is the game that I was planning on doing because LeBron had just set yeah. the record for becoming the all-time leading scorer. And you put some work into this. I did put some work into this. I want to pay off my work. These are going to be different records where LeBron is on the all-time blank list. I'm going to give you two either current or former teammates of his. You tell me who is closest to him on this list, on this particular either scoring, okay. assist, Current rebound. or former teammates, who's closest? Right. I'm going to give you a choice between two. It's good. You tell okay. me who it is. Okay. Sort of complicated, but I think I can it's do not, it. It's sounds actually very not, complicated. It's yeah. not complicated. It sounds complicated, yeah. but I don't yeah, think it is. That, that, give it to me one more time. Okay. LeBron is number one on the all-time scoring list. We all oh. understand this. Yeah. Yes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to name you two either former or current teammates of his. Two people. You tell me which of them is closest to him on, the on list. that list. Yeah, got it's it. not okay. that complicated. Yeah, it's not that, it's not that complicated. Not all right, I got it now. Took uh, a long time to explain, but actually not that complicated. No, it's not complicated yeah. at all. All right. Which of LeBron's former teammates is closest to him on the all-time scoring list? Carmelo Anthony or Shaquille O'Neal? Carmelo Anthony or Shaquille okay. O'Neal? Momo goes first. Carmelo. Jorge. Uh, Carmelo. Greg. Carmelo. And Cappy. Diesel. Diesel is the correct really? answer. He Even is, with all those missed free throws. Okay. He is 10th overall. Wow. Melo is 11th oh, overall. Oh pay attention, man. So, Cappy. Hey. <laughs> Good job, Cappy. That's right. You need to pay attention, man. First on the board. Okay, we, which of- That's Pepe, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Which of LeBron's former or current teammates- yeah is closest to him on the all-time assist list. Okay. 
Rajon Rondo or Darren Williams. Darren Williams is on the 2017 Cavs team. So Rajon Rondo or Darren Williams, who is higher? Jorge goes first. Rondo. Greg. Rondo. Cappy. Williams. Momo. I think it's Darren. It is actually Rajon oh, Rondo. Yeah. Rajon Rondo is uh, 14th all time. Wow, good for him. Darren Williams, 22nd. So now everybody is on the board except, except for me. Momo. Momo's the only one not on the board. Which of LeBron's former current teammate is closer to him on the all-time rebounds list? LeBron is 35th on the list, by the way. Tyson Chandler or Ben Wallace? Tyson Chandler or Ben Wallace? Greg goes first. Tyson Chandler. Cappy. Ben Wallace. Momo. Ben Wallace. Jorge. Chandler. It is Ben Wallace. Ah, Momo hey, finally getting yeah, on the board. He's a Hall of Famer. Really? You know what? Tyson Chandler has a lot of rebounds, though. So longevity is why yeah. I went with Chandler. I, I know. I, I was torn. Yeah. It is really close. Ben Wallace has 15 more rebounds oh, wow. than Tyson Chandler. Wow. Which of former teammates is closest to LeBron on the all-time steals list. LeBron oh. is 10th on the all-time steals that's list. All, that's amazing. Okay. Sean Marion or Russell Westbrook? Sean Marion or Russell Westbrook? Who is closest? Cappy goes first. Russell. Momo. Matrix. Jorge. Brody. Yeah. Greg. Yeah, Brody. Momo, the only one oh. getting this <laughs> Matrix. Right. The oh, Matrix. He yeah. is 22nd on the all-time yeah. scoring list. Russell Westbrook, 23rd, tied with Paul Pierce. That's an awesome nickname, by the way. It is a great nickname. It really was. What, Brody? Matrix, oh, Matrix. Matrix man. Uh, Matrix. <laughs> Cappy. <laughs> yeah. Cappy is a great nickname. Cappy is a great nickname. I appreciate that. It fits you. Who is closest among former or current teammates with LeBron on the all-time blocks list? LeBron is 93rd, which is pretty amazing. It's pretty good. Considering he's not a big man. Andre Drummond or Andrew Bogut? Andre Drummond or Andrew Bogut, who is higher on the list? Ramona goes first. Bogues. Jorge. Yeah, with Momo. Bogues. Drummond. Cappy? Drummond. It is Andrew Bogut. Highest. I am terrible Bogut. at this game. Bogut is 88th. Andre Drummond, 92nd. I knew it was close, but I, I just thought Bogut, he was like known for his blocks. Okay, so right now I've got Ramona at three. Drummond's Jorge, a rebound guy. Jorge and Cappy at two. Bergman at one. Turnovers. Who is highest Ooh, on the turnovers question. list? LeBron, by the way, number one all time in turnovers, okay. which is just a part of having the ball this Usage much. Rate. Usage rate, all of that. Shaq or Dwayne Wade? Shaq or Dwayne Wade? And I'm telling you now, it's really close. Shaq or Dwayne Wade? Jorge goes first. Shaq. Greg. D Wade. What are the What are the scores between all of us? Uh, it's currently Ramona three, Jorge and Cappy two, Bergman one. So I'm in the lead, huh? Yeah, Cappy. Who do you got? I thought it was Ramona's turn. Well, no, Mo Momo just interrupted you. Oh, I'm just so doing game strategy. I'm going to also say Diesel. Okay, so Diesel, Momo, who do you got? I mean, uh, Cappy, who do you got? I'm going to go D-Wade. Who did you have? <laughs> he Shaq. had Shaq. You had Wade? I had Wade. Shaq. Wade. The answer is Dwayne Dang it. Wade. I got nice. two. Dwayne Wade, 20th versus 21st. Yeah, I told you, Shaq had a lot of turnovers, tight. though, because that's like a useless thing. Because now the game is really tight yeah. now, right? Ramona and Cappy Dang have it. three. Jorge and Greg have two. Dang it. 
career points per game. LeBron is fifth all-time, 27 Average or career two. points? Points per game. Points per, per game. game. Got it. Okay. Anthony Davis or Kyrie Irving? Anthony Davis or Kyrie Irving, points per game. Jorge goes first. Kyrie. Bergman goes first. Anthony Davis. Cappy? Kyrie. Momo. Kai. The answer is actually Anthony ah, Davis. I'm right there. I'm right. Am I tied? It it is three, three, and three for everybody but Dang. Jorge has two right now. So this how many is, are left? I only got one more left. Oh, oh my gosh! Wow. Let's Do you have go. a tiebreaker just in no case? No tiebreaker. Um, no, this was my tiebreaker. This is the tiebreaker. All right. This is the tiebreaker. Okay, so this is the tiebreaker. All right. But there's yeah, three I'm of out. Us. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. So who is closest to LeBron on the career fouls list? LeBron is 184th on the all-time fouls all right. list. Mark Gasol or Antoine Jameson? Mark Gasol or Antoine Jameson? Um, Ramona goes first. Jameson. Greg. Just by being a big man, you're going to have more guys bumping in. I'm going to go Gasol. Cappy? Well, this is not going to be good because, well... It could be. If somebody, if you go, wherever you go, one person is going to be opposite. Okay, I have a tiebreaker if I'm not but, the winner. But you, okay. Okay, okay. I, okay. I, I think I can. Cappy, what are you going to do? I can freelance depending on the answer. Okay. I'm going to go with Gasol. Congratulations, Ramona. Show yeah. Yeah. All right, it is Antoine Woo. Jameson, 187th on the all-time fouls Woo. list. Mark Gasol at 199. Wow. Yeah, Jameson is like a swing man, so they fell a lot. Gasol was defensive player of the year. He'll foul a lot. But yeah, I feel like big men. I just know they tend get to... more fouls, but I don't think he did a lot. I think he was good at that. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, like, if you needed a type, who did? So we know who LeBron passed on the all-time scoring list, right? To become number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. We know who Kareem passed on the all-time scoring list. Do we know that? Mm-hmm. I know that. Because isn't it Wilt? Wilt. Okay. Who did Wilt pass when he became the all-time scorer? Does anybody know it? I have no idea. No clue. Who did Wilt pass? Uh, Where's Michael Thompson? Michael Thompson would know this. What? Um, when Wilt became the all-time scorer. Yeah. His so, first name is spelled the same way forward as backwards. Bob. Cousy. Yep. Nope. Bob Jones. <laughs> In French, it means little. Bob Pettit? Bob Pettit. Oh, wow. Really? I think so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pay attention, Michael. <laughs> I had no idea. That was game... That was game of games. James Worthy told me that, so I think that's true. <laughs> Not sure, but Not I sure. think it is. I am trying to do this. Game of games powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you have to call Jacob. Call Jacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. There it is, baby. The sound of Sedano and Cappy joining us. George is with us as well. How are you, man? Hey, hey, what's up? Did you know that question that I asked? Who did Wilt pass? Uh, I did not know the answer. I would have guessed someone not named Bob Pettit. I probably would have guessed like um, someone that played just before him. Like I don't know who that would be on that list. I mean, Pettit would certainly be in that category, but I would not have guessed him as the all-time leading scorer. Bob previously. Pettit league leading scoring average of 29.2 points a game wow you said that uh, it's french for small if, if i would have said bob petite would that have worked 
Yeah, I would have taken the. Okay. I would have accepted that answer. Got it. Yeah. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Because um, where would he be on the all-time list now? I'm looking it up know, here. Oh, I'm seeing it here. Long. 43. So when Wilt passed him, he was the all-time leader. I had no idea. Isn't that, you know, it was like... Well, was, then he, yeah. Wilt passed him when he had 16... He had 16,872 was what he finished with. So when... Uh, that can't be right. Hold on a second. I mean, I don't know. James Worthy, big game, told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight up, up filthy and, and unfiltered. <laughs> No, no, no. Here we go. Hold on. Let me see. Ramona, you just walk up to you and say, hey, Ramona, you want to hear some some interesting like history? Okay. No, no, I'm asking. I was it? sitting with James during. The, I was yeah. sitting with James. I don't have any to give you at the game. And I said, yeah. "How did this compare?" Twenty thousand eight eighty was was what Bob Pettit finished with. Okay, and where did when when did like just type Wilt? up Wilt Chamberlain all time scoring leader? When did Wilt pass it? Uh I don't have that, but hold on, I can try to find it if you give me a second. I normally but, would verify things like this myself. However, yeah. but you're just trusting. We were big in game the moment. James. We were in yeah. the moment needing an answer. Yeah. I mean, he would know. I think so. I mean, he so basically, James Worthy was there in 1984 when Kareem passed Wilt. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I said, "How does tonight compare?" And he goes, "Well, this is a bigger. I mean, it was a big deal back then, and in '84, you know, there was a build up to it. We all knew it was going to happen. Kareem's parents were like flying on the road for some of the games. The actual game where he passed him was against the Jazz in Las Vegas, which was I don't." why the game was in Las Vegas. That's random. But then there's those photos of Wilt dressed in his tank top and bell bottoms um, passing the, the the ball to Kareem. Those were actually taken back in L.A. when they got home at the, like, the next home game at the do you forum. Know, do you and know I, how and many he goes, points he yeah, needed? How many points Kareem needed to pass Wilt in I that game? How many? I don't know. But, but think about like LeBron. It was very dramatic, right? 36 points? Yeah, that was a lot. Right. I mean, and I thought like... I was pretty sure he was going to do it that night. And I think I actually said this to somebody pregame. Didn't I say this to you, George? Like, oh, he's getting it third quarter. You did say that, yeah. Right? I just want to call it. I just didn't say it anywhere where I have any record of that. No, but I heard it. But And Geeter heard me say it, too. I just thought, like, he flew everybody in. Like, his mom was there. His guys from Akron were there. There were a lot of Akron people. Yeah, and I heard also that there were a couple people who were there that were not going to be there Thursday. Like, Phil Knight, I don't think he was going to be there Thursday. Um, from the, the the Nike chairman. Like, it was all set up for him to do Tuesday night. And I also think LeBron is enough of a showman to know that he would have been... He It might have felt like a letdown. Like, right. if, he, if he finished with, like, 23 points... People would have been like, eh. well, plus also too. I mean, from a practical standpoint, the Lakers needed to get this thing over with because that game had an awkward feel to it because nobody really knew how to play. Because I mean, we remember this with Kobe's last game. Yeah, like everybody on the floor was just out there feeding Kobe because they wanted Kobe to put on a show for his last game. The difference is, other than you wanted Kobe to go out with a W, yeah, there were no stakes in that game. This right. game had actual stakes. Because the Lakers need to try to get back in the play-in mix. So I I think in a lot of ways it was better off for the Lakers to have LeBron do this on Tuesday in addition to, you know, LeBron's own personal record. Right. And by the the way, I have it here. Wilt broke the record um, February 4th, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 1966, when he was with the Sixers against the Celtics. He did it in only seven seasons, which is insane. (laughs) Wow. Man, that's amazing. What was the point but total, George? But does it George? say who he passed? It was. Uh, it does not say. It was Pettit. Here, but I'm, I'm assuming it had it to was be. Pettit. Oh no, it does it, say it, Pettit. Listen, Sam it is Bob Pettit. I found a story. Yeah. Okay, hold yeah. on. We have it was a Bob of... Pettit. Yeah. Okay, so James Worthy was right. We By the way, that season. Uh, um, I mean, th- I mean, 
if you think about it, seven seasons is insane. So Andy's yeah. wow is right. But remember, he did average 50 points a game one season. I know. But what was okay. the point total at the time? What did he break? So It was 20,880. Wow. He scored 41 points in a game to pass Bob Pettit as the 76ers beat the Pistons in Detroit. 149 to 123. Whoa. Or, or, yeah. He led the, yeah, this is amazing. By the way, yeah. Bob Pettit passed Dolph Shays to I become the all-time scorer. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, sure. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Dolph Shays passed Ed McCauley. Yeah. Ed McCauley passed George Mikan. George Mikan, I believe, yeah. passed mm-hmm. Joe Folks. Yeah, so it wasn't against the Celtics. Sorry, the picture was against Bill Russell that they had in this in this AP thing, but it was uh, against Detroit. Yeah, against the Pistons. I'm trying to so do the math go. here on twenty thousand points, and he said it was in seven seasons. Yeah. So he was averaging like twenty nine points a game. Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah. I mean, well, I, no, I, he was averaging more than twenty nine. Bob Pettit averaged twenty nine. Hmm. Yeah, and it's so, not even Wilt's most impressive record. No, but the numbers not. aren't that far off. The number of, of <laughs> you know points scored versus the number of scores. Have we, you know? Are we to a place where I can um, read you guys? You know, apparently, like when thirty six point three points per game. All right, I don't know how to use a calculator. My big. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Ramona. Read us a story. Story well, time with Momo. Yeah, apparently when. When when Wilt passed, when when Kareem passed Wilt, they didn't have a great relationship, right? Like right. they, you know, Wilt kind of put his armor on Kareem when he came into the league, but they had like a rivalry, okay? And I found in my research for all of these stories, right? Um, there's yeah. a great Sports Illustrated story, and it talks about Kareem's um, in one of his second in one of his books, the book Kareem, okay? Um, <clears throat> he um, it, this. This is written by Sports Illustrated. He said, in the book, Kareem, he relies on a fairly mean hook to grab your attention. In the case of the book, that means an escalation of his long-simmering war with Wilt Chamberlain. For the better half of two decades, Chamberlain has been whistling, anything you can do, I can do better, at his Bel Air neighbor. And in the book, Abdul Jabbar makes it a duet. He rips the dipper for a full three pages, in italics no less, with words like these under the heading, an open letter to Wilt Chamberlain. Wow. Muhammad Ali. He was like Skip Bayless before yeah. Skip Bayless. Muhammad Ali, <laughs> he set the record straight on your attributes, saying to me, Will can't talk, he's ugly, and he can't move, which says it all. So when I dropped those 50 points on you at the forum, I was just taking advantage of your weak defensive skills. <laughs> I mean. You know what's funny, though? I, I just watched. There's more. I don't want to keep reading. But it, it, it was amazing because, like, think about this in, like, today's world. Oh, my God. It would I, Literally, <laughs> oh my God. it would be like front page news i i uh saw i i got a screening an advanced screening of this documentary about bill russell mm-hmm. that's now yeah. out on netflix because i feel like everybody got that same documentaries for uh screening though well okay. I, I actually watched it you know what <laughs> just let andy have his moment okay well, he felt a little bit special well it's not even that i felt special it was i was actually look the real reason i was bringing that yeah, up it was because you watched it well one i guess one, I watched it. Two, I was going to mention I did an interview with oh, the director. Wow, be, fancy. Well, I was yeah. using that to plug Locked on Lakers. There you I've go. done a whole show without plugging Locked on Lakers. Available what? anywhere you get your podcast. Five days a week. There's also a YouTube component. But in this documentary. How YouTube shows do? Actually, pretty well. Oh, okay. Actually, pretty well. I Mama. did a YouTube show with pretty, you where I was on my Stairmaster once, remember? I know. I know. <laughs> this, this, this is doing pretty well. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. um. One of the things that was interesting in this documentary was Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain also yeah. had a bad relationship. Like they eventually 
patched the thing up when I believe it was Bill Russell got inducted into when he either the Hall of Fame or his number getting retired. It was one or ah, the other. Okay. And they brought Wilt out there and the two of them hugged and that. But like they went from having a really good friendship to it turning ugly. So there apparently there was something with Wilt that made this stuff easy for it's his like contemporaries. Like LeBron's tweet. Maybe it's me. Maybe it is me. <laughs> I mean, I think that um, I read Kareem's Substack uh, afterwards where he you so know, good. was really good. Uh, and it it probably costs you like $4 to read it if you want to subscribe. And then you could just subscribe and cancel if you want to or something. Okay. But like give the captain your $4 so you can read his story. No. It's good. Okay, come on. It's Counterpoint. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, the problem is, is that I'd buy it for the 4 bucks yeah, and then I'd forget, forget and then I'd never read it again. I'd keep paying for it. Okay, but then you could cancel and you'd be like, oh, whoops, that was $12. Okay. Anyway, um, his Substack was really good because he goes, you know, a lot of people think that I'm going to be upset about this. And he actually says, if somebody had broken my record 10 years after I retired, I probably would have been a lot more upset about it. Like, I would have come out of retirement and tried to set a new record. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he kind of, like, he, we forget that these guys are really competitive. Like, there was these animosities and these feuds and all that. And I think it was nice that he sort of buried um, the feud with LeBron in this, yeah. in this substack, I thought, pretty well. And it was, like, a good, a good version of using all of your own words to do so because he was real about it. It was like, yeah, I've had some animosity there before. And he acknowledged it, but it wasn't, like, a straight-up social media dumb apology. It was, like, really well-written and thoughtful, I thought. I wonder um, if LeBron has, like, accepted all of this, you know? Because I remember yeah. earlier in the season when somebody asked LeBron about yeah. the relationship and he said there is no relationship. Yeah, and Kareem actually addressed that. He said it was in his the own fault. He said, he, well, he said, ouch, that hurt, yeah. you know? And he was mad at Magic. He goes, no, Magic was wrong. Like, Magic said, oh, Kareem's going to be upset about this. He goes, I'm 75. I don't have time to be mad about things like this. And he goes, you know, it's my fault. It's probably generational. Like, I, I should have reached out to LeBron more. And I, but I just figured he had his own mentors, and I'm older, and what does he want to do, talk to me? And I, I, he's right. Like, LeBron wasn't going to want to talk to Kareem and, you know, open up to him. They don't have a lot in common. And Kareem has gotten burned on stuff like that before. Remember when he was mentoring Andrew Bynum? Yeah. And then eventually... Well, that was going to be a tough nut to crack. Yeah, but Andrew let <laughs> him honest. in for a little but, while, and then eventually he was like, I'm good. And they just kind of like sent Kareem home. And it was like really unceremonious and weird. Yeah, like it, it was. was just... I don't know. Kareem's opened himself oh, up to these Speaking kind of, of weird? Yeah. Uh, Sham Sharania just tweeted that Gary Payton II has a failed physical. Oh, no. Uh, um, because his core injury that he had when he was in Portland could sideline him up to three months. Ooh. So this whole four-team deal... Between or uh, yeah, between oh, Golden yeah. State, Portland, Detroit, and Atlanta could be in real jeopardy right now. Whoa! Yikes! Which changes a lot of things. Now, uh, James Wiseman. Hey, Ooh. welcome back. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Yikes! Could you imagine if the Lakers uh, had a similar situation where, like, D'Angelo Russell didn't pass the physical and Russ had to come back? Oh my so, God! It kind of depends. <laughs> yeah. All How of D'Angelo Russell's bones could have been broken, and the Lakers are like, he's fine. He's good. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah, passed yeah. him. It didn't matter. We passed the physical. <laughs> he's great. Right, but he's got broken legs, and that's all right. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's got to put a little tussing on it. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, th- that would never happen with Russ. I don't care what anybody else's physical was. They were getting him out of that building. Yeah, I, I, I had heard that they were – like, if they didn't trade him – they were closer than they'd ever been to the idea of just like sending him home. Right. Whether that was a buyout or just like stay home. Um, now, saying that and actually doing it are two different things. 
Mm-hmm. I think you say that. Yeah. In moments, kind of like when you say that you're not going to trade a guy to his preferred destination after the fact. You're right. Hmm. Um. <laughs> no, I just think it's like actually doing that's pretty cold. Like it's actually saying like don't show up. Well, here's the other. And he didn't. And he wouldn't want to do a buy. He's already, you know, been very clear he doesn't want to do a buyout. Now he'll do a buyout in Utah, or he'll or they'll waive him. Well, he's especially going to do a buyout in Utah. Like right. Well, he has issues there too. Yeah, with the fans. I mean, yeah. and they've been awful to him. That, that know, fan right? base has been legitimately terrible. Yeah. To but but Utah doesn't want him on the team. I mean, that's right. Right. This that's not that was not the point of that trade. And they don't. They have a young team. They have a core. Like he's not going to get any PT. That's not. Or they're not going to give him playing time. Yeah. They'd rather give to even like Taylor Horton Tucker. Right. Where he goes next, Westbrook, both in terms of a buyout candidate, but also next season, if anywhere. That is a really open, fascinating question. Yes. I I, no I initially, idea. I thought there would be not much of a market in the end of this season, but I think there's going to be a couple of teams that will give it a shot. Um, You're saying like maybe like mid-level money? Like, I mean, for the rest of the season, so you just oh. vet minimum cut or like prorated minimum. Right. And then how he does in, in this like whatever the rest of this season is, I mean, if you sign somebody to a prorated minimum at, you know, who's either done a buyout or been waived, um, you can cut them at any time. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't work out. If it's not going well for, like, two weeks, you can just say bye-bye. So I think we're there. But if he does well in that, then I think it really – so a lot of the question with Russ was, like, was it a bad situation? Yes. But how much of it was him and how much of it was the situation? So now he gets to show – how much was him and how much is the situation? Like, mm-hmm. we could be looking at a Carmelo Anthony story. Oh, I know. I mean, this is what we were talking about at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah but Melo had to fall out of the league before he was He fell able- out of the league, but Melo also had a different kind of game, right? Sure. Yeah. Like, he, he could still shoot. He was a good shooter. He was a good post-up guy. Like, you No, know. but I'm saying, like, insofar as, like, finding out, like, coming, sort of coming to Jesus with the player yeah. that you need to be yeah. at this stage of your career. Took a minute. It, it took Melo falling out of the league. I think Dwight, before DeMarcus yep. Cousins got hurt, Dwight was going to be out of the league, I mm-hmm. think, a- until the Lakers had to bring him in or decided to when DeMarcus Cousins got hurt. I wonder if it would actually take some time for Russ out of the league to fully embrace who he needs to be if he wants to have a career moving forward. Oh, mm. see, if I were Russ, you know what I'd do right now? What would you do, Kevin? Forget about the NBA, George. Forget about it, right? Mm. Nobody's going to pay him anywhere near the kind of money he was getting paid. Um, and nobody really wants him. And uh, you know what I would do? I'd go to China. No, he's not doing that. I don't Seriously. Think. Like, he could become like a – he could make $47 million a year over in China. I know, but he's yeah. too close with his family and friends. Yeah. Well, they yeah, can move, too. He's not no, Stefan Marbury. No, his, his, his family in L.A. is, like, really meaningful to him. I, no. I, he's a family. He'd rather how about Israel? Away. Would he consider Israel? Israel <laughs> no. a good place to play ball? I mean, I think it's a good place to play ball, but I, like he's got three kids here, and his family's all here in L.A. All right, like, well, they learn I, Mandarin. What can like, I tell you? Paul George was already sending him text messages the other night, like, come play for us. Now, does Paul George have the authority and the juice to get that done? I don't know. I certainly I don't know what Ty, so. I don't know what so Ty Lue would say about that. I don't know what the Clippers front office would say about that. Do it. But do it, that would be a delicious storyline uh, for the hallway series. Oh, uh, delicious is right. What a word. That would be delicious. Come on, uh, I dare you, Clippers. I dare you. But it's also very low risk, right? Like, give it a shot. If it doesn't if you're work them, out, you're them, it is low yeah. risk. Yeah, yeah it's, it's totally low, low risk. risk. Miami, I feel like, you know, nah. there are a couple other names out there. Dallas. I feel like him and Jimmy Butler will, I mean, that's not going to work. I, hmm? You have too many guys that can't shoot there. 
then if that's the case. They need some offense. Jimmy yeah, needs some help. They need some guys that can shoot. Jimmy needs some help. Kyle's hurt and ineffective at this point, and you know. You know what? Maybe it doesn't work out in one place, and another team buys him out and brings him in there. Like yeah. maybe he can go to two or three. I mean, look, Isaiah Thomas was a very similar type situation. Like he kept getting chances at places because he's a good guy, and he and it, you bring him in, and he's a bucket, right? Now doesn't play much defense, and he needs the ball. And if you have a young team, you don't really want to give all that. But he's a he's a bucket, and so like he kept getting a lot of chances. I, I think Russell gets some chances here. We'll see. I. I He's so hard to fit onto your team, and he's such a big presence. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. All right. Crosstalk presented by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Sedano, Cappy, they're coming up next. Andy, Ramona, seeing y'all later. 710 ESPN.